BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. So, here we stand. Chaos is in the pit. Chaos is a ladder. Young man came from hunting. Animal. Faint and weary. Animal. What is that? My lord. My dearie. Animal. Animal. Our duty, no? Great or small, we must do our duty. What is dead may never die. Oh, how? Let us Who gave you the order? He was kind and you killed her! When you play the Game of Thrones, you win, or you die. What's up, Unsullied? I am Mike, first to my name, and ours is The Fury. This is our Game of Thrones Season 8 preview special, the final season. So this is going to be even bigger than last year's preview episode as we picked up another new guest this year. So let's go ahead and introduce the small council here, if you will. First up, he has Stark blood in him going back hundreds of years. Say hello to the son of winter, Kyle Karstark. Ah, uh, oh, I, I like that. You like that? I Granted, right. <laughs> You know. Next, we have the king of the Mountain Vale, the lord of the Eerie. Let's all welcome Armin of House Aaron. And I put him in House Aaron like eight years ago, so this sticks. That's true, man. And uh, I've read a lot of fan fiction heading into this podcast, so I am ready with some theories. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, last, but certainly not least, the unburnt king of the First Men and breaker of chains. Warm greetings to Danny Targaryen. That one was too easy. That just makes my heart full right there. I'm ready to go now. 
All right, guys. Well, we finally made it. It's been like a year and a half or maybe two years. It's been like almost two years since the- uh, I have literally started. suffered through the longest winter. Yeah, it, that's, that's it. See, it's all part of the viral marketing campaign, but we're finally here. We're getting the last season, six episodes, but it's basically like eight episodes in length. So there. Um, we're going to go through everything, guys. We're going to go through just about every question that has been left open that I could think of. Uh, certainly, they probably thought of some that I haven't thought of. Uh, throw in some theories here and there, and then we're going to end it by who's going to win this game and who's going to die in what episode. So that should be fun for our death pool. Uh, so, I mean, I guess we just jump right in it where we're, we're going to start. It's, before we go, actually, I do. I just want to say real fast that three of the four of us here have read the books. It's been a while for me. Uh, I think it's probably been a while for, for Armin, too, because I know he, like me, he, he speed ran them uh, right before the show started. Uh, but I, I think, Kyle, you might be the freshest on it, but Danny has never read the books, guys. So don't be thinking this is just going to be a bunch of book nerds talking about book theories and stuff. Uh, once the show passed George, for me at least, I kind of started treating the show as the canon. Will I read the books when they come out? If they come out? Sure, absolutely. I mean, of course. They're I, never coming out. You am I expecting that to happen? At least not written by George, no. So uh, don't feel overwhelmed or anything like that, guys. We're not going to go completely off the script here and just start talking about Lady Stoneheart, but Lady Stoneheart forever. Uh, but just I was going to say, feel free to uh, to chime in anything you felt like we missed and we were going to talk about because we will probably try to get this group back together for when we do the finale uh, special and kind of wrap this all up. But uh, beginning uh, at the beginning we should probably touch on where everybody was when the show ended last year. And I've, I did the research today, but I'm going to quiz you guys and see how much you guys know. Guys, where were Arya, Sansa, Bran, and Samuel Tarly at the end of last season? Winterfell. Okay. Winterfell. Winterfell. Okay, good. We're one for one here. Where was the Night King, Tormund, and Beric? The wall. At the wall with with Viserion, are we still calling him Viserion? Has he got like a a, a bad name now? Is he just Ice I heard Viserion? Ice Viserion. Viserion, that's nice. I, I don't like Viserion. That works. I will. I will have to say as an aside. So I had uh, last week friends watch the pilot of Game of Thrones. Literally had a friend of mine like we're like pointing things to her and like telling her like this is this, this is that, and she's like, "What is this big? What is this big ass wall thing? Is it just a wall?" and then they like said it like, oh, it's the wall. And she just started laughing. It's the greatest. <laughs> you know, I can't believe that that hasn't gotten more play, honestly. Uh, Cersei and Gregor. And that should be a layup. Where are they at? King's Landing. King's Landing. Ellen King's Landing. Okay. So these are probably pretty easy. Uh, Jamie, I had to think. Do we actually know where he's going? We know he was leaving King's Landing. He was leaving King's Landing heading north. Presumably heading north. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Melisandre. Nobody knows. Whereabouts unknown. So I believe, that, is it just because I think that this, she's just going to Volantis and Ashai? Is it, but we didn't say that on the show. Is that just no. what I think? That's just what I thought she was going? Okay, yeah, so I, don't, I, don't know. I don't think it's been said on the show. She just told mm-hmm. Varys, hey, well, we you know, we both got to get part to play in this. And it's, we're yeah. both going to die, bro. And yeah. She probably has watched the show. She knows what's going to happen. Okay, <laughs> and then the big one. John, Danny, Tyrion, Brienne, Sander, Jorah, and Varys are... They're heading north. They're on the boat to White oh. Harbor, and then I'm presumably uh, Winterfell. Uh, hey, is Gendry back on a boat? Because I haven't seen him since he did like his speed run marathon thing to East Watch. No, I think, <laughs> I, I think he, uh, I want to say he was probably Castle Black and then heading south towards Winterfell. All right, all right. I'm going to. He's I, probably I, catching his breath somewhere. 
He's confirmed yeah. to be in this season, so mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to see him. I mean, I don't think they'd, they'd have brought him back if they weren't planning to use him, but it's just it just seems like, okay, uh, whatever. Uh, Braun and Podrick, I'm guessing they're in Switzerland because, you know, they chose not to go to – they chose to, I guess they chose to stay neutral in the whole Dragon Pit thing, <laughs> and now that Jamie's took off, I didn't see Braun with him. So I don't know where they could be. Any ideas? But they're both, both in the season. Um I imagine for them not to have yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe he got his castle and he's happy. Maybe he finally got his castle. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Here we go. No. Euron and Yara. They are heading back from. Uh, I guess getting the getting golden, the golden company. company. Yeah. 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 Okay, I got that one. And then Theon is presumably sailing to Essos to intercept and. Uh, Chicken out and not save Yara again, right? <laughs> like that, yeah. It's predictable, right? It's again, predictable. Yeah. By the way, the Vegas odds, number one, Theon, is the first today. All right. I, I, I would take those odds because I don't <laughs> think all- that was as of this morning. It's probably changed by now. But by the way, guys, that's how big this is. We've got betting odds on what characters die first. Jeez, I don't remember. I, I will say this Theon is not going to be the first to die. He's season. not. Yeah. No. All right. We will get to that at the end. We're going to have our death pool or whatever. What we're going to do, guys, is we're going to just kind of roll through some of these biggest pressing questions we had from the end of last season. You know what? It's time to just put it out there. Whatever you think is going to happen, just go for it. You know what? We're not keeping score here. And you know what? And if you say something on here, it doesn't have to make sense to a question later on. Just go with whatever you want to say. I'm not going to be fact-checking. Well, you said earlier this, so... You want to just go crazy? And, and I will say real fast before I get to the Azor High and the uh, the Prince that was promised one, a lot of people like me think that's just two religions of the same person. Some people think it's two different things. So that's why I put it in two different questions here. So we'll get to that in a little bit. First up, what agreement was reached between Tyrion and Cersei at the end of last season? Who, what order do we want to go here first? Armin, you're the newbie on the show. Why don't you go first? What agreement? No clue. Um, I I think it's. I think we get that moment with Cersei where she's. She, is actually afraid of what's coming, even if she acts like she's not. So there's got to be some kind of a. If everyone dies, you're still the person. I I honestly can't really figure out who can give what to whom in this like a, in a, in that kind of an agreement. I don't know what leverage either one of them has that they actually control that would affect the other person other than Cersei has soldiers. Right? And so Tyrion might want them, but I have no idea what Tyrion could give her other than you can kill me. Well, if I recall correctly, <laughs> uh, she's planning she's acting like she's playing along, but she's planning to fuck right. over John Daenerys in the end. Right. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's her plan. It's um, always the plan. But I, but I, I do think Tyrion is as of until he sees John and Danny getting it on is pretty, uh, is pretty loyal to Danny. I would say before I move to Danny, one last question for you. Do you think there's a chance? Cause you know, when, when she burned a uh, Dick entirely, <laughs> That's just a funny name. Uh, and he basically is like saying, hey, yo, you're going Mad King on us here. Uh, do you think there's a chance that he's flipped? Mm, not yet, but he's definitely got to be considering it. He All definitely right. has to be thinking about it. All right, Danny, same questions. What agreement and has Tyrion flipped? Uh, I don't think Tyrion's flipped. I, I think that he's still 
I mean, Tyrion's entire character throughout the entire show, he's been a very loyal guy. Like, he doesn't, if he gives you his word, if he's following you, he's not going to, like, 180 you. So I, I don't think he's flipped yet. I do think, you know, Armin made me pause and think. They don't really have anything that they control either side. So I, I don't know what the agreement is other than Tyrion says, I will keep the dragons off of you if you promise not to kill her, um, Daenerys. So... I think it's just him trying to be peacemaker. Like no one has to die, and beyond that, I have no idea what he would promise her. All right, Kyle, I know you got something good for me. So I'm I'm basically going to go um, combine what both Armin and Danny said. I do think that he's flipped. I don't think he's flipped on uh, flipped towards Cersei. I think he's actually flipped towards John. I think he's loyal to John. John's the first person that he met in the very first episode. They have a common understanding of bastards and you know dwarves are bastards in their father's eyes so they have a common understanding a common ground they have a friendship that they built in the very first episode i think that the agreement that he made with cersei was to actually keep the dragons at bay and to keep Dany at bay if she promised not to basically burn the entire city because there's still i mean yeah she she blew up the sep you know she blew up a portion of king's landing but she still has a plan where that's still her out. So it's keep, keep, uh, I'll keep the dragons off of you. If you don't kill the people here. Um, but I, I think that he's loyal to John. I don't think he's loyal to Daenerys anymore. Well, see, now you've like got me rethinking what I was going to say. Cause that's pretty good. I, I forgot about that. That, you know, the all, all drawers are bastards in their father's eyes. That's, that's, that's a good call back there. I was thinking something cause it seemed like the conversation was just shitty. And then once he, found out that she was pregnant, it seemed like something changed. So I was wondering if it's something along the lines of, and, and this might be a book thing. I don't know if they've addressed it on the show. On the show, has it been made clear that Daenerys cannot have children anymore? So they've um, they've mentioned it. She's mentioned it to John. She said, you know that I can't have children. My dragon are my children. Basically, um, whenever uh, Mary Mazdir um, ended up, after she killed uh, um yeah, um, yeah, Cal Drogo. She's ba- she basically said, "You're barren. You're not going to have kids anymore." Okay, you know, that was just a book thing. If they've addressed yeah, that, yeah, the they, they addressed it in the show. You know, they they. She said that you know you gave up your child. You gave up this dragon who mounts the world. You will never have children again. Okay, so what's the possibility? Something along the lines of making a deal that Cersei's child would be the next in line to inherit the throne, since Danny can't have children. Now, knowing that that's something he can't actually promise her, I don't know how quick she'd be to jump on it. That's just kind of where I went to, because it seemed like the conversation switched as soon as he knows that she wasn't drinking the wine. I don't think she would care, personally. I mean, Cersei's whole thing has been about Cersei rising and accumulating power. Why would she care if her kid gets thrown or not? Oh, you know, because uh, all of her children are dead. Maybe she's turned over a new leaf. Uh, no. no. I mean, I could see her wanting a child to live, but I, I can't see her saying like, cool, I'll give up my power for my child. That's just not who she's been shown to be. I I still think she thinks she could control her own child again, just like she did previously, even though to mix success. I still think the the plan for her could easily be have a kid. Kid is the new ruler. She'll step down, but still be uh, the person pulling all the strings from behind. I think she would still be okay with that and could be the proud mother and feel like she had um, gone against the prophecy. I don't know. Danny thinks she's going to blow that three dragon lead. So. 
Two dragons. Uh, well, let's talk about the pregnancy. How does Cersei's pregnancy play out? I'll go quick. I'll go first because it's a quick one. I'm not even convinced she actually is pregnant, to be honest. So, um, I'm 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 of two minds. I she she might not be pregnant. That might just be something she ended up telling you know basically to Jamie to keep him there because that is the only thing left that she cares about. That is the only thing left in the world that she has. Her father's dead. Her kids are dead. Um, you know, Tommen got the short end of the stick. He was he was the innocent one. He did nothing wrong and got laid once, saw his wife get blown up in a church and killed himself. And I think that that's took a, uh, taken a toll on her. If she is pregnant, I think that it's going to be kind of a situation that, that plays out with, um, I guess, like a Tyrion situation where it's it's going to be it's going to be uh, the monster that Cersei is, you know, it's going to be basically a, a physical embodiment of the evil that she's become. Um, and I ultimately think that she either loses the child or, you know, she dies in the process. I hope she has a wildfire baby. What you got, Danny? Uh, she's definitely not pregnant. I, everything that she's done probably the last, I mean, even beyond the last season, season and a half is, has been a calculated move and her telling Jamie conveniently that she's pregnant. That, that's a ploy for control. It's a ploy to, to manipulate Jamie. And I would be stunned if a baby comes into play at any point this season, other than just one more distraction or hurdle to, to free herself from a situation. See here. I thought you guys were telling me I was just trying to make her out to be a man trapper or something. What's up Armin? with you guys? I, I'm with, I'm with you guys. I'm with the crowd here. She's not pregnant. It's a play. All right. That's easy enough. Okay, so who or what is Arya running from in the Winterfell Crips? Let's go back to the original order. Armin, take it away. Uh, I think it's a dream sequence, not an actual event in the show. Um, Probably just some impending danger. Uh, If I recall correctly, Arya still hasn't seen any White Walkers yet, and so, I mean... She might dream of them or dream of some kind of evil or something coming back, but I don't think it'll be a literal scene. And if it is, it's probably just a White Walker. I think me and Danny already talked about this, but I loved his answer. So go ahead, Danny. Hit me, hit me with it yeah. again. Um, for for me, the greatest thing – well, I'll, I'll backtrack. As great of a show as Game of Thrones is, there are some conventions I think it will fall – victim to and one of the best ones is in the last season of a, a show they like to bring back old characters where they can here if you're in the crypts of Renafell and you have a, a night king who can raise the dead why wouldn't he raise her father because he's not there yeah well, and he needs to be near him well, they, no, they brought no. back his bones in the book but did they bring back his bones in the they show brought back, they brought back a bone in the show mm-hmm. A bone. Okay. So, so like, might be stretching like, like a leg bone, just like hopping after. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this isn't Harry Potter. I, I do think, though, I mean, when you think of uh, Arya's journey, it started with her father being executed. For me, storyline wise, this might be a plot hole now, but it may, it would make sense for her to face her father um, or her father's ghost right now. Uh, it might be a dream sequence. I like that from Armin. Um, but if you're looking at tying up storylines, her seeing her father, her father seeing what she's become, um, I think that's a big part of our story. Like, even with the end of last season where 
she's got her revenge on everyone and she's kind of finding her way back to Winterfall. I mean, who is Arya Stark right now? What what is what is her goal in life now that most, if not all, of her list is crossed off? I know there are a few more names left, but I think for me, that's that's what storyline uh, it makes the most sense. All right, Kyle, who you got? Okay, so if you if you you know watch watch that trailer, you know where she's running and everything as much as I have, and then you start like actually messing messing with the brightness and everything. So you as a pruder on this, huh? <laughs> yeah. So there there there's something chasing her. Um, I don't think it's a dream sequence, and I actually think that. Um, at one point before this, before this sequence ends up happening, she's going to re-meet Gendry. Gendry is the one person that she was, that the one friend she made other than Hot Pie, whenever she was still innocent, before she ended up going to Bravos and became a faceless man and everything like that. And I think that innocent meeting that she has with Gendry in Winterfell and then seeing Gendry as, uh, as a white or a white walker, uh, whatever the show refers him to, chasing after her, trying to kill her, is going to break that, uh, is going to break that facade that she has and basically turn her back into the scared little girl. Pretty good. And plus one for the hot pie reference there because you can never get enough hot pie. Uh, this is where I think that they're going to fall victim to the fan service thing. And the one thing that fans have complained about is the lack of Lady Stoneheart. So there, you get to get him to raise the cattle and there's your your quick little Lady Stoneheart thing. So she's running from her undead mother. Ooh, ooh, I like that. What do you think, Kyle? I see you kind of like. If I, I see. I see you just being for fan service. It's not going to be yeah, a goal. Well, yeah, 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 for fan service. But I mean, there, there's if they were going to bring her back just for fan service, I mean, they could have done it in any other way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess you know, Catelyn's body still does exist. Ned's body was never brought back. So, assuming that she was brought back to Winterfell at some point and actually buried there, and she is in the crypt there, then yeah, I, I guess you could see that. Who would bring their bodies back to Winterfell, though? I mean, I mean, in the story, they can just write it off with a sentence. But thinking of how they were murdered, I, I would imagine the Frey, the Frey family just burned them alive or threw them in a hole somewhere. Oh yeah, it's 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 possible. But if we're also assuming that you know she's back as Lady Stoneheart, then you know it could be it could be anybody. Jack and Hagar. Oh, you know what? Ah. That way, everybody is Jack and Hagar, and you can just yeah. do that. I was going to say <laughs> maybe Serio Pharrell still just hanging out down there, just been hiding. We never saw a body. We never saw a body. That's right, and then that's why you. Danny, the, the fans for years, years, this isn't a Twitter, oh, my theory was right thing. For years, people have always thought that Jake and Hagar was actually Serio Pharrell because you never saw him get killed in the book. Correct. And why did he take such a liking to Arya like right away? Hell, there's people who think that that Jake and Hagar has been dead this whole time. I mean, there's some fucked up stuff out there. I've read the list. <laughs> I mean, where's the proof that he's not? <laughs> I mean, I, I, when you bring in the whole faceless men thing, anything can go. I mean, I've seen, I, I read one the other day that, that that Arya's actually been dead ever since she got stabbed by Wave or whatever, and Wave took her place. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that they can throw out of nowhere, but I don't Secret see why they the phrase after that, but whatever. Secret invasion of Restaurants. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Now let's get into some uh, – sorry, Arm, did you have anything else? Oh, no. I'm good. Anybody else have anything else? On? Okay. Uh, how will the revelation of John's uh, patronage uh, after his and Danny's relationship. How, how's, what's the fallout from that going to be, Armin? 
I feel like <laughs> for the yeah, for sure, gross. Um, it's <laughs> hot, Sansa. Remember that time, fucking aunt. Um, I, I think that it's got to be something that they either deliver on very early in the season to give you that maximum like awkwardness between them as we head into this large fight, or something you deliver very very late in the game. Um, I, I guess my thing is, is that right now, even as crazy as it sounds, being in a relationship with your aunt is still going to take, and, and the fallout of that is still going to be second place to, you've got a giant Viserion, Icerion coming at you and a, and a, and a army of white walkers. And I feel like that is going to matter more. Than anything else until that problem is sorted out. So he's gonna be. Like, so I would say delayed. <laughs> I would say the fallout will be delayed. All right, Danny. Uh, I think that they'll find out pretty early. I think uh, you've got Samuel who's like uh, freaking out. He knows he's figured it out, and then you've got the third eye brand there, and he's still being a little weirdo. Uh, yeah, it's zero emotion, so he's just gonna blow it out. <laughs> So, I, I mean, I think the stage is set to have it happen and then the White Walkers attack and that just being a distraction in the back of people's minds and then it kind of blows up afterwards. Um, I think Danny is probably going to be paranoid and threatened most about it because her whole thing has been reclaiming the Iron Throne and once she finds it out, like, John is the rightful heir and she's going to have issues with that and I think that... Uh, at each other's boats for a while. Uh, I think Sansa's going to uh, twist the knife even more, and I think she's going to reclaim Winterfell as hers, and rightfully so, because she would be the rightful heir to the throne in Winterfell, and uh, she's kind of got the short end of the stick when it comes to pretty much everything, so I think John's going to be the odd man out for a while until they kind of resolve the, the whole Targaryen thing, but uh, I definitely think that Danny's going to overreact. All right, Kyle, you got some smirks here, so I got to know what this is about. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be Bran. Bran's going um, to be the one to tell him. He's going to be like, uh, John, you are beautiful on a boat while you're having sex with your aunt. He's going to put it very delicately. <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, no, I actually think it's going to be Sam, and I think that John's actually going to believe him because Sam is the one person, like, he's like one of the one people that, he, that he's trusted most throughout the entire show. Um, from the first time that he met him at Castle Black, he took a liking to him, he's trusted him. He was a person that he told that I've never been with a woman. And that was something that they bonded over. Um, I think that whatever Sam tells him, he's going to, he's going to believe in. And y'all mentioned it, uh, Mike, you mentioned it during the Tyrion, Tyrion portion where Daenerys is going to turn into that mad queen. She is going to basically, you know, strike out against, uh, against John because of it, because his claim is better. And uh, there's going to be some fallout there. I don't think that there's going to be a delay in it. I think that it's going to be happening probably, you know, mid season um, towards the end of the season. Uh, and it's, it's things aren't going to go as, as we think they are. And I, I don't think that Sansa is going to do anything. I think Sansa is going to be, we'll get to that later. Um, but she doesn't have the claim to Winterfell because, I mean, even though even though um, Bran is, you know, he's he's a three-eyed raven, he's still the last surviving son of Winterfell, which means that his claim is still better than Sansa's. And so, unless she's willing to go out there and kill her brother, she has no claim to uh, claim to the to Winterfell. Um, but I've it's, got a brand. I've got a brand theory for later. 
Oh, I, I do too. Uh, <laughs> He's got a few. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's there's things aren't going to go as as we seem. I mean, things things are going to go in, in a way that we just. I think that there are going to be some curves that we aren't seeing, um, and I think that whether it's everybody there in Winterfell who we think are going to be fighting against the Night King. Um, working together and they actually just turn on one another and that leads to the demise of, of the North and then the, the push South. Um, that's a very, very real possibility. All right, we'll see. I think that the Targs have been okay with incest for generations. So I think John will be like, yo, I got to go take a cold bath. But Danny's going to be like, oh, whatever. Uh, obviously, you bring up the point of she's going to feel threatened, obviously. But I mean, do we have we ever got the sense that John wants the fucking throne? He's also a painfully honest character, just like uh, just like his uncle, where he does he does what's required of him. He does what what's asked of him, and not because he wants to, but because he has to, because it's what's right, because it's it's the one thing that ties him back to Ned. Why you got to bring up the rightful King Stannis, man? It's still too soon for me. It's still too soon. I, I mean, I, I agree with Kyle. I think he's going to. He's going to feel that it's his responsibility to end all the fighting, and he's the going duty. To, yeah, he's going yeah. to want to take the throne to save everyone else, and it's such a John thing. And I kind of roll my eyes at it, but I mean that's why he will move forward with it. And I think that's why it's going to create a lot of tension between him and his aunt slash lover. Yeah, but they're okay with incest, guys. I'm just sorry, I just had to get well, that out there. We don't know that. I mean, that's no. only the. That's, Second woman he's ever been with. <laughs> yeah, really. So I mean, it's not it's not like not like she's like a, a, addicted to that dick at this point. Because I mean, it's not like he was like awesome, right? So <laughs> she's not gonna be like, oh no, it's cool. You can be king now. <laughs> okay. All right. That that probably went too far. All right. Oof. Here's the big one, and I know Kyle's just gonna be all over this. Is Clegane Bowl finally actually going to happen? And if so. Who wins? Armin. Yes. Finally. Yeah. It, they're gonna, it's gonna happen. I am not sure where it's gonna go down. Um, it would imply some sort of either the hound is up there with them and they and they beat the White Walkers and then go take Winter or go take, excuse me, King's Landing, and then that's where it is. Um, so that's one. I can't really think of a reason why the mountain would come north. So give me King's Landing. And, man, I, I've i fallen for wanting people to win in this show too often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but please give me the Hound in a uh, – even if they both go down in it. Uh, I'd like to see the mountain finally die, and I'd like to see the Hound get it. It get the win because it's an odd it's odd because we have a lot of sibling rivalry in this show and it's fine but these are two other than Cersei and Tyrion that just legitimately want each other or one of them wants the other one just dead completely um and so yeah give me the hound at Winterfell at UFC whatever number they're on. <laughs> so what you're saying is that is the it's like that madman gif where the hounds like I feel sorry for you and the mountains like I don't think about you at all. <laughs> that, that's kind of what you're saying. It's essentially. I mean, it is a one-sided thing, but again, it 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 harken that harkens back to the viper going against 
uh, the mountain where the Vipers, you know, has clearly been thinking about this moment, this revenge for years and years and years. And the mountain had essentially pretended like he didn't remember. And then finally, when he had the moment to throw it back at him, he did. But the mountain doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and so I don't know. Right, I'm Danny. excited about it. Danny, who, who, is it going to happen? And who, if so, who wins? You called it a season of fan service, and this is the probably at least to me. The, I think they they'd riot if this one didn't happen. Yeah, the noob of the fandom here. This is going to happen. Um, since WrestleMania was just a few days ago, I'll use a wrestling term from you guys. What does the Hound beating the Mountain do at this point? It, like it's it's an empty win. Like it doesn't get him over. <laughs> it's cheap heat, baby. <laughs> cheap heat. <laughs> I, I would just say that the Mountain is already dead. The Mountain is. Not a person. He hasn't really. Yeah. He's a zombie. Being revived. I would love to see the Indiana Jones this shit, and I'm talking about like a quick, like knife beheading <laughs> to the mountain, and it's over. And it's not this big epic battle, and it doesn't need to be because there's nothing for the Hound to gain here other than oh yeah, I've stopped the body. He, I mean, what did he say when they uh, saw each other last season? He's like, "What the fuck did they do to you?" And mm-hmm. no. Nothing for the mountain. So I think the hound wins, and I think it's going to be a subversion, and it's going to be a quick done. So it could be like a, an Arthur Dane thing, where someone just like he just like just stabs him in the back, and then just keeps fighting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty good. What you got, Kyle? I know so, you've been using a hashtag for Game Bowl for years, man. So. Game Bowl is going to happen. Uh, it's going to happen probably in the Dragon Pit as as they're marching towards King's Landing to to take the city as like the last refugee against the against the uh, like the the marching dead and the Night King and everything that's coming north. Um, I think that the Hound wins, but not in the way that y'all think. If you remember back. So I think it was a storm of swords. Kyburn was in Harn Hall, ended up coming uh, coming south with Jamie after Jamie got his hand chopped off and basically taking care of him, got the job there in, in, uh, in the Red Keep and was the one who brought back the mountain. He was the one who brought back Gregor Clegane. I also think that he controls him. I think that he has a control over Gregor Clegane. The Hound is going to be beaten down. The Hound is going to be within an inch of his life. Something is going to happen. Kyburn's looking out for himself. He doesn't care about anything. He's looking out for his own survival. He has been since being freed from Harnhall. I think that that's pretty much what's ultimately going to do with Mountain Inn. Clegane Bowl is going to happen. People are going to get what they want. It's not going to end the way that they will. People are going to be pissy. People are going to bitch about it on social media. It's always going to happen. But oh yeah, that's... but we will still get Clegane Bowl. So people will they'll be satisfied, but they're not going to be, they're not going to be happy about it. Here's the thing with the game bowl is everyone has went from, Oh, the hounds going to win. And then they started being like, wait, wait, this show never has anything happy happen. So it's become the trendy answer to say, Oh yeah, mountain's going to win. I think it's going to happen. It's just not going to be the way that we're hoping. I don't know how, I don't know where, because originally I thought they were going to both be in the battle of Winterfell, but I don't see any reason why the mountain would be there. But I think they're both going to die in this fight, uh, even if it's not at the same time. One, the other one dies of his wounds after. So they're, it's going to be a you stab me with uh, with your sword, and I'm going to run you through with my spear kind of thing. It's going to be one of those mutual 
fuck yous. Hal's you know? <laughs> gonna be saying fuck you as they die. So no, like, it's, gonna be that, it's gonna be that Rocky freeze frame finish where they like, <laughs> can they bust in some eye of the tiger? I'd be here for that. I'd be I here for that. a situation where the mountains get ripped mm-hmm. apart by the army of the dead and Clegane, or in uh and Sandor's actually dying from his wounds from the fight with his brother, and then they both end up dying and people are they're they're gonna complain about it, but or, or what if that's happening and, and and the hound saves them so he can kill him? <laughs> Wait, if the, the mountain, if the mountain is dead, can the night king re revive him? Well, he's he's a reanimated corpse, and oh. so it's, it's thought that he's he's the body of the mountain with the head of Joffrey, which is where the purple face comes from. Gotcha. That's oh. fucked up. I forgot. I haven't heard that in years. Oh my god. That that's that's the reason why his face is purple. It's supposed to be the head of Joffrey. Oh man. Oh, do not take that helmet off. Do not do it. Okay. Did Tormund and Beric Dondarrion survive undead or uh, or vice Isarian's attack on the wall? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I, I think well, the way I looked at it is that uh, is Dolores Ed still there too? I forgot about Dolores. Uh, one thing I've learned about fantasy is if you don't see a body, they aren't dead. And when is this show ever shied away from showing a gratuitous death? That's why I don't think maybe Stannis ain't dead because uh, why are they not going to show us Stannis getting killed? So eh, that's a, that's a different conversation. So yeah, I'm with you. They're they're fine. They're fine. And see, like I um, where. Where um, the dragon ended up breaking through the wall, I don't even think that you know Tormund and all of those were there at the time. I think that they've already marched back to Castle Black because that's the King's Road is an easiest way to get to Winterfell, rather than trekking over you know unknown lands and everything. If you make it back to Castle Black, over you know through through the rest of the castles on the wall, make it there, take the King's Road down to Winterfell. It leads straight to Winterfell, and it's the easiest way to get there. Danny, they alive, bro. Uh, common trope would be that there's a death and one of them survives and is like giving warning to another person, blah, 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 blah. They can't kill this. The, I expect Tormund to be one of the early deaths in the season. They can't kill him here. I, I need a little, I need a little Tormund just to, to make me happy. He's got to give a Brienne before he dies. I mean, right. I mean, talk I mean, about fan service. <laughs> Armin, you got anything? Yeah. Not dead yet. Um, Tormund needs a hero's death in this show. Um, he's kind of earned having a moment if he's going to die, and this would not be that. See, why I think that Beric's not dead is because the dude has died like a dozen times. <laughs> and, okay, now Thoros is gone, so he doesn't have any to bring him back. So I just feel like it would be just like all of that for that puny-ass death. It's got to be something sp- not special, but just like I don't know, better than other wall. He fell off the wall, <laughs> and it happened off screen. All right, what is Jamie's next move, and how does it affect Braun? Armin, or you're going, uh, Kyle? Go ahead. So Jamie's heading to he's heading to Winterfell. He's he's heading there because you know. One of the things that I'm I'm kind of upset that they never really got into as much as they did in the books was Jamie starts to see the error of his ways. He starts he starts leading a redemption arc after you know after getting his hand cut off and basically heading back to King's Landing and seeing what his sisters become and seeing you know seeing everything like that. He starts his redemption arc and I think he wants to basically redeem his name. He's hated his name, you know, Kingslayer forever. He wants to redeem that. He's going to be heading north. I think that he stops. He picks up Bronn, convinces him, okay, this is what we have to do. 
Um, I know Braun's looking out for Castle. That's what he wants. But they've also been basically growing out for years now. And so, you know, those guys are friends. And they're going to be heading up to Winterfell. You're going to have a reunion with I, – I think he's going to have a reunion with, with Bran and going to apologize with, you know, what he put him through. Danny? Uh I'm with Kyle. He, he's heading north. He's heading to Winterfell. He, this is his redemption arc. He, he's 100% going to have a hero's death. Um, how does it affect Bronn? He's going to run into Bronn, and Bronn reluctantly will go with him. He'll say something like, ah, you fucker, I can't stop fighting. And he'll accompany him up there. Like, you got to get the characters together. And uh, Bronn going up north, seeing uh, uh, T- uh, Tyrion and all of them, Like, I think that's this is how you get there. So yeah, it, yeah. Uh, question is so is is Jamie Star uh, um, Tony Stark or is he um, Steve Rogers? Mm-hmm. If, if we're, if we're, well, he doesn't aid and abet terrorists, so he's not <laughs> uh, he's Tony Stark in the original Avengers, where he's ready to throw down his life. All right, Armin, what you got for um, Jamie? Definitely going north. Definitely. Running into Braun, definitely redemption arc. But I don't know if – I didn't see it. I was looking through the questions earlier. Do we have a a discussion about which little brother is taking Cersei down? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's on the list later. It's there? Okay. Well, so you, you want to say for so, that? So, yeah, I'll, I'll wait. Okay. Um I do think he's going north, though. I, I mean, and, and picking up Braun along the way, I think we'll have that reunion when, of the bromance. When Danny first speed ran through the show to catch up, and then we got to start talking about it on the podcast, um, it was basically where he was at was when Jamie and Brienne last saw each other. And I told him that I felt like the way that they did that shot, that the next time they see each other, they're going to be enemies. So I've always felt like, they're going to meet up and it's going to be some kind of resolution. It's going to be with Brienne. That might be because, hey, it's been 14 fucking years since we had a Jamie chapter from fucking Feast for Crows where she, he shows up and I don't know, is Brienne like a fucking white? You don't know. You don't know what the fuck's going on there. She's acting really far. Or was it Jamie? See, I don't even remember. It's been 15 goddamn years. I can't even remember. Anyway, so it might be the book influencing me there. So I feel like something's going to happen between those two. As for Bronn, I think he's going to take Tyrion up on his offer that he made to him earlier to uh, double his wages. See it, but I mean, aren't they all going to end up going to the same place anyway? So, hmm. all going to everybody thinks he's going to Winterfell. Yep. Okay. Uh, Melisandre's declaration that uh, her and Varys's fate. Uh, obviously, she's seen both of their deaths in the fires. I guess. Uh, I said I believe she's going to Volantis to get a uh, Kinvara. That's uh, her. That's her. That's her. Uh, Saruman, basically. Uh, so bring bring her back to Westeros for the the final battle. It's going to have something to do with that. It's definitely not over. She's not going to sit. She's not going to sit on the bench for the final fight. So uh, yeah, that's. I think that's the. I saw something about the Kinvara thing where she was, you know, talking all that shit to Varys, and I think that's going to have some resolution here. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if it's from talks with y'all or if it's just something I've been thinking about, but I know that. You know, early on in the seasons and in the book, she makes a comment to um, to Thoros Amir that she, you know, how do you have the power to bring anybody back? And I think that, you know, Kinvara basically grants her that ability to do that. And then 
if she is a player in that final battle, it's going to be basically bringing bringing some of your major players back, um, similar similar to the resurrection of John, and you know, but on a larger scale. Um, whether it's whether it's a dragon or something like that, um, if she is if she is truly going to be a player um, in the you know in the last half of the season, then I think that's what it's going to be doing. She's she's going to grant she's going to be granted that resurrection ability and actually you know from the Lord of Light and be able to bring it. Uh, so she's going to be just popping around during the Battle of Winterfell, and being like, okay, you're you're back, you're back. Eww. No, get back up and fight. Get back. <laughs> no, 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 no. If this happens, it's going to be it's going to be later on in the season. Okay, Danny. She's gonna do that Thanos time stone thing and just like bring people back. <laughs> Be a good time. Uh, yeah, no, I I mean I'm with Kyle. I think she's gonna resurrect some people. Um, you know, I keep thinking of the, the the quote that you associate with her is the night is dark and full of terrors. And then you get the fire thing, and obviously if you have fire, you get rid of the dark. So resurrecting a dragon, I could see it happening. I could see her doing that, shifting the tide of things after the Night King takes out another one real quick. Um, so yeah, I'll go with that. She's there to resurrect a dragon. She's a nice, easy deuce ex machina mm. to have in yeah, your back pocket mm-hmm. at any at any moment to just kind of throw her in there and oh she brought some other priestesses with her or oh she can revive people or whatever. So she's a get out of jail free card, absolutely. So she's gonna do something ridiculous. What do y'all think is the deal with Varys? I mean, they made it a point that it was her and Varys having this discussion. How how are their fates intertwined? Anyone have anything? Because I'm clueless. Like, I mean, other than other than Varys's, you know, his his connections. I mean, I don't know how he would, unless he's he's able to tell her, you know, where where Kimbara is, or you know, how to how to be able to grant like get this actual ability to bring anybody back or. You know, whatever. I don't see what major part that he's actually going to play. Do you lie awake at night in fear of his gash? It's the age-old question. Anybody have anything else on Varys? No, not after that. <laughs> Dude, that's the best quote from season one. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, I'm going to let Kyle go last on this one, guys, because he's got a notepad for this one, basically. Uh, so let's start with you, Armin. How does Brand's powers work and... Is he the Night King? I I don't think he's the Night King. Um, Kyle's flipping tables already. No. I know, I know. Um, that'd be pretty cool, but no, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, and how do his powers work? Uh, well, in in the in the books, he can obviously see through trees. Like <laughs> all of them. No, but that's that is what he can do, right? I know it just sounded like you were saying he had like X-ray vision, like ooh, kind of. Oh, that means that would be that would be, that'd pretty, be dope. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, and so to me, it feels like any event that's been ever been near a tree, he can. He's like on top of it, <laughs> and he can always just go back and look at it. Uh, I have no clue how that power works, though. It's uh, magic. All right, Daddy, you got anything special here? I I don't know. I I don't know how his power works. Um, I mean, I I used to think it was just he could see through animals, but that's not quite it because he took over Hord, Hodor, and um, it's kind of weird and trippy space and time stuff that just is a little bit beyond me. But he is one hundred percent the fucking Night King. There's you cannot tell me that motherfucker Night King. 
like there's some weird weird connection to the Night King and it's kind of similar to his early connection with Hodor. So I, I feel like the Night King is somehow both past and future Bran and that's why I don't consider him the heir to Winterfell because he's not going to be a part of the Winterfell family when this is all said and done. All right, let me get this out there before Kyle completely changes my mind because I think he's got some stuff. You know, I was never in the brand is the Night King camp until he actually like touched him that one time. And I was like, oh shit, it's right. All right. I had loose theories on brand while reading the books a lot, but once the show, you know, passed the books and it revealed that, you know, he's the one who jacked up Hodor the way he did. Uh, I've always kind of stuck by this theory. I, I talked to Armin about this the other night and he actually liked it. So I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, my theory has always been that his his warring to a person and, and and messing them up mentally is actually what got us into this mess because I believe he's going to think he can go back in time and prevent all this by warging into King Eris II to tell him use your forces to kill the White Walkers and in doing so he breaks it he breaks King Eris's mind like he did to Hodor and that's what makes him ultimately become the Mad King so when Eris is telling everybody burn them all. He's talking about the White Walkers, not just to burn all of his human enemies. That's why he said all he can say is burn the wall, hold the door. Same thing, in my opinion. That's been my theory since it first showed that that that, that hold the door episode. So Kyle. <laughs> so, Mike, I, I think it was in, a few years ago, um, whenever I first brought this theory up to you and I you weren't a believer. And I think I finally got you on board. Um, yes, Bran is a night king. The reason I say Bran is a Night King, it's because sim- simply what you spoke about, where he is able to, I, I think the whispering that's mentioned in the books, it's mentioned in the show about the Mad King hearing voices. Um, in the show, during the Tower of Joy scene, whenever Bran basically mentions, he calls out to his father, and his father turns around. He realizes, I'm able to basically whisper and try to control the contr- uh, try to control these events. We also see, you know, him him basically screwing up Hodor as well. So with Bran, he starts whispering to Eris, you know, go north, you know, use the wildfire, kill the White Walkers, take down take down the Night King, everything like that. That's true. He basically turns him mad, which leads him, which leads to this entire series of events, uh, burning Bran's uncle, burning his grandfather, which led to ultimately led to Robert's Rebellion, basically moving this entire string of events from that moment where he starts whispering in Aerith's ear to where we are now. And because he's able to do that, I also think he uh, going going through like the hard trees and everything, his power, he, he's basically warging through time. The similar, similar to how he's able to control animals, similar to how he's able to control humans. He's able to warg into those hard trees that have been around for thousands of years. And he's able to control the events which is why he's not only uh, the Night King, but he was also Brandon the, Bil- um, Brandon the Builder, who built the wall to keep out the White Walkers from, from the north. He's also Brandon the Breaker, the person who shut out the Night King from the Night Fort. He's Brandon Stark. There is a reason why there are so many Brandon Starks in Old Man's Stories and A Storm of Swords. She mentions that people think that, you know, the Night King was, he was a fray. He was a car Stark. He was, he was, a, he was an umber. But he's actually a Stark. He was a he was a brother of Brandon the Breaker. So Brandon Stark. There's a reason why there have been so many Brandon Starks throughout all of history. Um, Brandon Brandon the Breaker is Brandon Stark. Brandon um, uh, the Night King was called Brandon Stark. You have Brand Stark. Who is Brandon Stark? There are so many 
people with that same name throughout all of history, dating back to Brandon the Bloody, uh, the Bloody Blade, who set out north. If the show is, if we're to believe what the show says, that it wasn't wasn't the story that uh, that old man was telling that uh, he basically hooked up with an undead queen and became the Night King. Brandon uh, Brandon Stark, the initial Night King, was also Lord Commander of the Wall. Who else is Lord Commander of the Wall? Uh, of the Night's Watch, that would be um, that would be Jon Snow. So there are too many similarities that tie back to the Stark family whenever it comes to the story of the Night King. So Brandon the Bloody Blade, basically, he set out beyond the wall to track down and kill the children of the forest. So the show is telling us that the children of the forest actually turned the Night King into the Night King. Then that's Brandon trying to kill them to stop the creation of the Night King. But ultimately, because time is cyclical, he's running into this giant scenario to where every single thing he tries to change, he messes up even more. So him trying to go back and build the wall, it doesn't help because then the, uh, then uh, Brandon Stark is able to come in through the Night Fort after he becomes Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. So then he goes back and tries to take over Brandon the Builder, banishing, uh, ba uh, banishing the Night King beyond the wall. That still doesn't work because he's still trying to get in. He's still um, because once he's beyond the wall, he's turning these wildlings and the undead corpses, making an army. He goes back even further into um, uh, Brandon the Bloody Blade to try to kill uh, kill the children of the force to stop the creation of the Night King. Everything that he does basically leads to this moment, even through the whispering in Aerys' ears, even through everything that's been going on to to the death of his father. That was all caused because he couldn't leave well enough alone because he was told by the blood raven do not abuse your powers and he decides to do it he decides to do it because he wants to he wants to basically push the limit and him calling out at the tower of joy scene made him realize that i can go back and stop all this but time's a circle you can't do that everything happens for a reason and i'm sorry brand you're that reason the wheel of time turns Oh, no, it basically what you just did is you took you took my theory, and just turned it to 11 because yeah. uh, I, I thought, hey, I got this real. I got this all figured out. And you just took. So basically, George wasn't being lazy. and He just couldn't think of enough BR names. He just kept using Brandon over yeah. and over again. No, there's like if you if you go through the entire Stark lineage, Brandon is used yeah. over and over there's, and over. Again. Even in the car Starks has a Brandon. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. No, that's that's. Here's the thing. I feel like. If we don't get that on the show, we'll get that when George releases the book. If well, and, George releases the so, book, for sure. So, like we we've known since since the the very first chapter, uh, the very Old first Dan story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, like we've known that George was foreshadowing through all the books, even in the even in the show. Going back and watching it, uh, you just I just finished the rewatch. He starts foreshadowing everything that's going on from that very first episode, mm -hmm. and so you're everything is just moving and building on something and it's it's a callback and so if there's all these brandon starks throughout history and brandon stark is the one who is the three-eyed raven who's able to you know work through time to whisper in people's ears to to call out to try to uh, to, uh, to try to change things then he's continually going to go back far enough until he cannot change anything anymore and he realizes that i'm the source of all of this armin my question to you is did he did he did he just flip you <laughs> <laughs> to thinking that Brand is the Night King. Might have. And also, <laughs> this would make a lot of sense as to why it's taking George R. R. Martin so long to write book six and seven. 
this is like you. I mean, if if he has if so, if if Kyle's theory is right. You probably need more than two books to do that. <laughs> and that's Kyle's explanation was the the gift from Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the with Charlie with all the strings and papers. That, that's, that's what I just. That's what I just. I just heard that gift. Uh, I mean, like I, 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 the, the are you more, going off of notes or do you have this memorized too? Well, I, that's I, I know. I, I, I have this written down in notes. I have this like I. You got this diagram right there off to the side. You just can't see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, like I, I have this all in the notes, and the more I think about it, the more I go back and start looking at the Stark lineage, going back to you know even rereading. Yeah, you made a comment earlier. Yeah, I, I just reread uh, about six months ago, Storm of Swords, and and Bran Stark remembering the actual story of Old Nan and telling him who the Night King was, and then going back and actually looking at all of this stuff, and you start realizing that it just builds on everything. And that's the green sight, you guys. It's 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 one of the it's one of the one of the only theories that I have I'm I won't be upset if it's not true, but then again I'm not gonna you know say that it's not true until if the next two books finally come out. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Maybe they think that that's too complicated for the show, and that's one of the things that George does do, or, or whoever writes it for him. If that happens, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, um, I don't. I'm, I'm afraid to ask now about who who is the prince that was promised slash Azor Ahai because if you guys <laughs> anything like that shit, you might just completely blow mine out of the water because mine's completely off the wall. Armin, do you have a, a pick for uh, Azor Ahai or Prince Prob- and, and are they different people or are they the same person? To me, they're the same person. Same, yeah, that's why I've always and thought. I think they're both Johnson now. Okay, Danny. Uh, I, I think that they are the same person, and I will also say it is Jon Snow. That seems to be the popular pick. Um, do you have a long one, Kyle? Because I can go real quick if you get a no, long one. No, it's I, I don't. I mean, it's there are so many. Yeah, I think that they're both the same person, mm. but there are so many, so many references you know, throughout the lore of um, of A Song of Ice and Fire that reference so many things that basically split it between. Well, it could be John. It could be Dan. It could be Daenerys. It could be John. It could be Daenerys. It could be John. It could be Daenerys. And so, I don't really think that there's there that there's a, a real answer to it. I think that um, if it's just a title that's that's able to be taken, I, I think that it does fall more in line with John for what he's accomplished and what he's done. Him coming back to life, basically taking up the mantle from you know as as a true born Targaryen, um, the heir to the throne. Basically, renouncing that, going, saving, saving the Lord Commander, becoming, uh, you know, Lord uh, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, uh, going beyond the walls, um, uniting the wildlings, come, marching them south, basically turning them into an army, taking back Winterfell, reven- um, uh, avenging the Red Wedding. There are so many things that say that it is John, um, that it it would be him because he's done things. And I I know, Danny, I know that you were a Daenerys fan. Um, you. Yes, she she did so many things over um over in Essos, but um the amount of things that that Jon Snow has, has accomplished in Westeros and leading to the point to where we are, you know, being anointed uh, anointed uh, the king of the north by a bunch of by a bunch of you know the northern lords as a bastard, with them not knowing who he is. And then still being able to go beyond the wall with with a small band coming back alive, and then also convincing Daenerys to follow him, 
that is saying that he has he has the ability to speak to these people to unite the land and become that prince who was promised. Uh, this is so bad. This is going to get so many weird reactions. Um, I have held on. And let me finish, please. I've held on to my theory that Jorah Mormont was a prince that was promised for so long while reading it that I don't think I could ever entertain that it was anyone else on the show. Because I've always long thought that Longclaw was at one time Lightbringer. And the prophecy says the sword draws from the fire, but Valyrian still was already forged with dragon fire. So I don't think it literally means that the sword is on fire. However, this theory would dictate, dictate that Jorah has to sacrifice the one he loves the most to save Westeros. And, well, we all know that, um, hey, Daenerys. there's how Daenerys dies. Uh, it's almost certainly wrong. But like I said, I've, just, I've held on to this for so long, for years while reading it. I've never been able to see anyone else. I just think that John or Danny is too easy. Sometimes the easy answer is the right answer, though. Yeah, it probably is. I mean, that's the safe pick for sure. I mean, I, I will say this. Jon Snow needs to add some titles so he can catch up to Danny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess we're going to find out. I hope we find out because uh, Rahaler, if you hear me. Because if, 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 this, if this turns out being right, Rahaler, if you hear me. <laughs> uh, where's Gendry, guys? Where's Gendry? He's running. He's running. Just still running. Yeah, I think he's going to have some serious significance, and I'll, and I'll discuss it in a later topic. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking he's back in a boat. He's back in a boat somewhere. He's just going to pop up when he's needed. He's the floater of the cast. No, I, I think that uh, I think that he he ends up running back to. He made it back to Castle Black. Let him know what's going on. He's not a member of the Night's Watch. He is. Well, I mean, eventually made it back to Castle Black. I think he's headed to Winterfell. Um, I think he knows that that's where everybody would eventually end up. Um, maybe they talked about it beforehand that if stuff goes wrong, head back to Winterfell. I don't know, but I think that, uh, that he's, he's going to be there. You're going to have that reunion. You're going to have that like Avengers unite moment. Um, and yeah, that's where things heading. And then we're going to have that snap moment when half these people die. Uh, does Arya finish her list guys? And a two part question. Did Littlefinger really die? You want me to go first? Cause I, I, I got some crazy shit. Uh, can I can I quick step in here quickly? Yeah. Who's, who's left? Who's left on our list for someone like me? Well, damn it! I didn't do that list. homework, Armin. It will. You get asked oh, the question. Oh. <laughs> I can pull up this list real quick. Okay. Thank you. While you look for the list, I'll say I think that she gets some, and others are taken out before she has a chance. Yes, I do believe that Littlefingers is still alive. I believe he fakes his death when he knows it, that his plot to drive a wedge between the Stark sisters has failed and he pays a faceless man slash woman to stand so. in for him, knowing what's coming, because we did see him give that random girl a Bravosi coin right before that meeting, and if she says, your time is up. If he really thought that he was going to die, I feel like Littlefinger would have got the fuck out of Dodge. This guy has been one step ahead of everybody the whole series I cannot believe that that's how he goes out. But I also know that Dan and Dave aren't as good of writers as George Martin. So maybe it is. Right, I got the so. list. I'm going to run down the list. Uh, the Hound is on the list. She's already killed Marin Tramp. Cersei's on the list. Joffrey's on the list. He's dead. Thank God. Um, I get to see a gif of Joffrey dying again. And that's like the best scene in the whole show for me. Uh, Ilian Payne is still on the list. Or Island Payne or however you want to say it. Oh, God, I forgot about that clown. Oliver is on the list. He's dead. 
the mountain is on the list. And we've already discussed he's like not alive and not dead. Ward is on the list. He's dead. Walter Frey is on the list. He's dead. Tywin's on the list. He's dead. And Melisandre's on the list. She's alive, so that's interesting. I forgot she was on the list. Eric's on the list, and he's alive. And then uh, Thoros of Mir was on the list. He dead. Mm-hmm. Mauled by a frost bear. All right. Oh. A lot of people left on that list, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought, for sure. <laughs> including including a couple that she probably doesn't want to kill anymore. Well, she had to kill the hound. She didn't. Dude, I, right. Have you seen Ilian Payne since like book one? <laughs> Did he ever come back? I feel like he's been a background character in a couple of scenes. Yeah, he's. I want to he say he's there for Tyrion's trial. I mean, he melted down that that sword, right? He melted he down. Was, the ice. Uh, yeah. See, uh, Ilian Payne was there uh, during the Battle of Blackwater in the show um, because Cersei had him and a bunch of handmaidens and Sansa and. Um, oh, ready to kill them if they're yeah, ready, yeah, yeah, ready right. to kill them all. If if uh, the city were to fall, mm-hmm. um, I don't think Arya finishes her list. I don't think that she cares about her list anymore. Um, I know that they've that there's been mention of um, you know like a, a scene that I guess our, um, uh, Maisie Williams ended up saying that she ended up doing a scene where it's just quiet and all around her. And so what I think that's going to be is she realizes that she doesn't need the list anymore. And I think that she she's she's gonna want that innocence back, that innocence of you know being a child again. She's gonna realize that she was a child. Um, as for uh, for whether Littlefinger actually died or not, I don't think he's dead. All right, I, I don't think he's dead. I, I think that I think that um, you know uh, Arya ended up doing some some faceless man magic to to somebody else and ended up killing somebody else. I don't I don't think Littlefinger's dead. I, that's out there. No, I'm with you. Like, it, it, there's just a, why would that coin scene even happen if it didn't have yeah. some kind of meaning? Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's dead. All right, I'll I'll go. I think Littlefinger's dead. Um, and good because for- you want him to be. Well, I mean, I want him to be, but at the same time, like, what role does he serve on the show? Like, what what does he uh, have- sit in his skinny little ass on that Iron Throne? That's what role he has. That's not my prediction. Uh, I mean, keep in mind, film students. So I'm trying to think of like, you have six episodes left. You have only so many more minutes. Why do we need to spend another minute with Littlefinger? Like there's just, he's not the big bad. He's, he served his purpose. Get him out of here. He's already had his death. Um, as far as the list goes, she won't ever finish it because she'll never want to kill the hound. Um, but I do think everyone on that list will die this season. It's a safe bet. Armin, any thoughts? Um, well, dang, I thought he was dead, but I feel like you guys have flipped me now. <laughs> um, I'm Littlefinger's done some pretty reprehensible things, and yet he's still a guy that I root for because of how much he's been able to accomplish starting from, I mean, he is the embodiment of the Drake song. He started from the fingers. Now he's here. So, uh, he, I mean, he's a guy who literally was the lord of nothing and has, like you said, been been one step ahead of everybody every step of the way, has put in these machinations. Everything has, has, has happened for him. He had to – He, I mean, he knew that Bran being in Winterfell was a problem for him. Um, so the idea that he wouldn't be ready for the – 
be ready for that does seem out of character for him. Dandy, what, what purpose does he serve? Chaos is a ladder. A That's ladder. what purpose he serves. So I, and I think I talked about this with you once, Mike. Um, I don't believe in this, this idea that I had cooked up anymore because it logistically just doesn't make sense. But I want to throw it out there just so it lives on this podcast in case it does happen. Sure. So I once told Mike in the Battle of Winterfell that the, the Night King would use reanimated or dead White Walkers to get back at some of these main characters. And I think the one thing I threw at Mike is what would be more terrifying to Sansa Stark than seeing Littlefinger, Joffrey, and uh, Ramsey Bolton chase her and hunt her down? It will never happen, but just throwing it out there. And well, that's like me with my Jorah one. I know that ain't going to happen, but I've, I've held on to that shit for like 15 years now. I just can't let it go, you know? So, yeah. That's why you put them. That's what's fun. It's fun to say the same, the same things. Uh, just like, like we're going to talk now, we're talking about the Valonqar prophecy. Uh, first of all, the Valonqar, which, which means uh, little brother. Uh, Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong. You did a rewatch. Mm-hmm. I know we got the thing where she said, you're going to be queen. You're going to have three children. That all, all your children are going to die before you. Mm-hmm. Did she actually, you say the Valonqar or is that just in the book? No, she, she says it. And it's, Basically means that she's going to be killed by her little brother. I, I thought she didn't say it in the show. See, I'm, I'm sorry. My my memory is that it's in the book, obviously, but not in the show. See, things are getting so blurred. But <laughs> I, I, see, I, I thought it wasn't. I mean, but if you, I mean, you recently rewatched it. I'll, I would obviously yeah. cede to that, of course. But I I want to say, like, when I heard the prophecy in the show, there was something missing. And maybe it was some small throwaway line that I never felt meaningful, but I don't know. As the guy who never read the book, I didn't know what Valonqar meant uh, when I saw it. So <laughs> I don't think it was in the show. Okay, well, if the Valonqar comes to uh, the prophecy comes to fruition, I think it's going to happen like this. I think that Arya kills Cersei while wearing Jamie's face. Boom. That way the prophecy is true. Her little brother kills her. At least she thinks he does. Stabs her right in the baby. Or the fake baby. <laughs> Poetic justice. The Lannisters right. send the regards. Yeah, right. Stab people in the baby. <laughs> so so me, I, I kind of I'm kind of with you. I think that it because the two little brothers, everybody thinks it's going to be Tyrion because she's she's hated Tyrion all her life. She used to torture Tyrion, used to grab him by his genitals and everything and pinch him and try to rip him off when he was when he was a child because he ended up killing the mother. So everybody always assumes it's going to be Tyrion because they, you know, she thinks that he killed he killed Joffrey and he killed Tywin, and so there's there's a vitriol there. But I think it's going to be Jamie. People forget that Cersei is the oldest of the of the twin siblings. She she was born first. Jamie is the younger brother. I think that it is going to be him. He's going to fulfill the prophecy. Um, not as Arya, but I think it's going to be Jamie. He's going to complete his redemption arc. He's going to realize that Cersei cannot be saved anymore. She, she's going to do something in the season where um, he's going to finally turn on her. And that's the only way that he thinks that he's, yeah, he's, he's going to be a Kingslayer. He's going to be a, a Queenslayer. Uh, and he'll also be a Kinslayer. But for this reason, much like, much like, what, he, much like what he did with, with, uh, with the Mad King and, and killing him, in the book he says, and in the show as well, that he did it to save the city to save thousands and whether or not people looked at him 
as a team player, he did it for the right reasons. And he, in his mind, he did it for the right reasons. And I think that him doing that to Cersei is going to be for the same reason, where it's whether it's saving thousands of lives or something like that, he's going to do it because he feels that he has to, and there's no other way to, you know, to, to fulfill that or to save anybody. I I agree with Kyle. He it'll be it'll be Jamie killing Cersei. I think he's gonna run a sword through both of them though. I think he's going to kill himself in the same move um as his ultimate sacrifice and ultimate like uh exclamation point on the redemptive arc. Um the logistics of that like reaching around her and stabbing her through the back and through himself. Huh. Yeah, I mean like he'll they'll be close and he'll she'll go for the hug and he'll just Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. With his with, but not with his golden hand, right? Not with the golden hand. So the left hand. hand. All right, I got that. All right, we're moving on to Euron here now. If you listened to our preview show last year, you know that the biggest strikeout that me and Kyle have ever had was our predictions for for Euron. And um, I'll just say, look, the only thing that this show fucked up from the books worse than Dorn is is what they they fucked up with Euron because Euron in the books was someone that I viewed as a dark horse to win the whole fucking thing and on the show they've turned him into an, an annoying frat boy douchebag that's nothing but a that's nothing but a bully to his nephews that's all he is on this show he's absolutely pointless no, so that, and no, honestly that. honestly i haven't cared about yara since they didn't call her asha like her name is in the book so i could care less about either of these characters so i don't care if he comes back to the golden company or if yara's still alive could care less. is he gonna bring back the dragon binder Armin, you got anything? <laughs> um, this guy just said there's gonna be a reanimated Ramsey Bolton no, who got, chewed, who got chewed up by three different dogs, but he's gonna come back as a white. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, I think I think his role gets. I mean, obviously, on the show, it's different than I think what it will be in the books. I think he's a huge difference between the two. Um, I think as of right now, that dude's role is have Yara be Theon's antagonist. And otherwise, not super duper much else. Um, Unless he, I mean, unless the gold company comes down and it, it, irrelevant. Um, I I think I think he's gonna not reach the potential that we hope that he'll reach in the books. He serves two purposes. One is to bring the Golden Company back, so we have more bodies for whatever massive scale war scene they need to shoot. Uh, the other is for um, I, I want to call him Reek, and I, that's like I know that's not his name anymore, but like that's all that pops in my head is Reek. Uh, he's Theon's. He's Theon's arc. Like everyone, again, he's in a fan service. You want to see Theon go up against Euron. Um, I don't think Theon should win. I think Theon needs to die saving his sister. Like that's how you should end his arc. But I feel like they're going to have Theon win, beat Euron, save Yara, and, and that's the end of that arc. And then Yara turns around and kills Theon. Boom! <laughs> Great joy. <laughs> like I said, I feel like the. Obviously, uh, the, the Martells, I felt like they completely shit the bed on that in the show. It just seemed like we're like, hey, we got too many characters. Let's just write this whole this whole country off. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like the Greyjoys have kind of, ever since they, they, they changed Asha's name, I, I, maybe that's just me being a little book bitch. I don't know. I can never get past it. It's, uh, you know, the um, 
fans are too dumb to be able to determine the difference between OSHA and NASHA. Oh, I know, I know, but we can have like twelve hundred fucking brands, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's since you since you mentioned the the Martells, I just want to say like I I've, I've done some episode rewatching. I still love the Viper in the Mountain as an episode. Well, yeah, well, yeah, Viper was always the best part. But I mean, they yeah. they gave more development to the fucking Sand Snakes than they did, you know. Uh, Fuck, what is his name? Doran? Fuck, I can't think of his name. Yeah. That episode is so good that literally midway through the fight, with me having read the books, knowing who was going to win and how it was going to go down. You start thinking, well, maybe they'll change it. I started rooting for the Viper, (laughs) thinking like, oh, shit, they're going to let him win. That's how good the scene is. Well, I remember everybody saying that they can't do anything bad, as bad as the Red Wedding ever again. And I was just like, oh, really? Oh, okay. And I just just, just sat back and watched the fucking chaos. I was like, really? Okay. All right. You guys have no idea what's coming. So, yes, they can. They always can. So, um, yeah, I I don't really see see a a point for Euron this season other than – all he really cares about is, you know, his his he's only looking out for himself, and all he wants to do more than anything is sleep with the queen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we even see Ghost this season, Armin? I've read that the CGI to make Ghost happen is incredibly expensive for the half a second you get of ghost yeah, yeah we got so, we got to use that money on dragons so. it, well i mean right it i think i think he's got to show up in the battle i think your big white walkers versus humanity battle will need ghost but i i feel like if the writers and their cgi waste if they could if they could have their way knowing how much that stuff costs um they probably would have liked to have killed off Ghost a while ago, and I think that fight will give them their opportunity to end Ghost. Maybe he'll have a nice, cool moment. He'll bite the neck off of a White Walker. I don't know. Save John in some way, and then he'll die. Danny, any thoughts? Uh, I, it is expensive, but they've gone so far out for this season. And I mean, when you're shilling, when you're slapping your name on Oreos, I feel like you're making something. Uh, so I think we'll see ghost and I'll, I'll go back to the symbolism of what ghost represents. Ghost is the, the dire wolf and dire wolves are Starks and John's no longer a Stark. John is a, he's a uh, Targaryen. So I, I feel like we'll see ghost save John's life. Ghost dies. The Night King is going to revive Ghost. And then we'll see John mount on a mounted dragon, like kill Ghost. Like, why not? Like, yeah, let's just run with that. Why do you hate the fans so much? God damn. Fucking even George doesn't hate his fans that much. (laughs) All all I know is this that on the show, they have, they treated direwolves in that first episode like some mythical thing. And then they just completely just like, yep, that's, you're good. You're getting to my point. The, the, I just said the one thing that they dropped the ball on was the Martells and the Greyjoys. Nothing like they've dropped the ball on the Direwolves. And I understood at first because the show didn't have any money. But guys, I've seen your Blu-ray sales. I see how much you spent on the show. You've got the fucking money. Don't give me that bullshit anymore. So I read that there was a film scene with Ghost and John in season seven that was cut out. So I got to believe we're not going to see him at all. Maybe if John is the one who ends up sitting on the throne at the end, we might see ghosts like sit there next to him or something like that. That might get, be about it. To get pets. 
But yeah, they dropped the ball to Direwolves at all because I think you said it, Kyle, because they'd rather spend their CGI on gay dragons. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the moment that was his tweet, not my, not me. You, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, are the, the dragons moment. gay with each other, or are we just saying like the dragons? No, That's yeah, totally gay. <laughs> the the moment the moment that you know they decided not to get into war game with with John and with Arya. Um, they, that's the moment that they wrote the direwolves out, you know, because we're supposed to see Nymeria leading this pack of wolves. She is, she is basically the wolf queen. She's still alive. John is supposed to be able to, he's, guess what? He wargs um, whenever he's dead, he wargs into, uh, he wargs into ghosts and that's how he survives before he's brought back. And the moment that they decided not to delve into any of that, and they got rid of all that mysticism of being able to control other things and just focus that on brand. Because uh, they didn't want to explain it, because they didn't think that the viewers were smarter, smart enough to understand it. That's when they wrote Direwolves out. I don't think we'll see see ghosts. Uh, ghosts, unfortunately, yes, John is Targaryen, but he's also part Stark. Um, so Direwolves are still in his blood, and he's still part of a warg. Um, but unfortunately, as much as I would love to see Ghost make a, make a return, I don't think we're going to see him. They're going to spend uh, what I, I think I read that. The budget for these six episodes is like $150 million, but they don't have the money to spend on a damn direwolf for 30 seconds. Can, can we see, can we see, uh, can we see Ghost jump off of Rhaegal into the back? Because that would be fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, CGI right? on CGI. Just... It's, it's just like this like Power Rangers Megazord moment. It'd be fucking great. Danny, and I don't want to hear that this costs so much money either because. And I'm not just saying in comparison to the rest of the show. Look at what you, you are the CW spokesperson. They're doing stuff that's how are no. they doing that with that budget? Oh, they don't have an HBO budget, and HBO can't do this fucking. They're so used to the most successful show that any of us have probably seen our entire lives. And you're telling me you can't afford to put in a direwolf because it's, it's the CGI is expensive. We got the three CW, fucking dragons. No, the CW just we aired a show where they had a gorilla fight a fucking shark. Shark man. <laughs> yeah so all right hey um any three-headed dragon theories i feel like that's the one that everybody just kind of like kind of forgot about you got one kyle yeah i do so everybody likes to just just like the whole r plus l equals j they, they like to harp on the three heads of the dragon or daenerys Tyrion, and john i don't think that's the case i think the three heads of the dragon are daenerys isn't even met she, she's not one of them no oh i know where you're going with this right. it's it's going to be it's it's john who's a targaryen it is um it is Tyrion who is rumored to be a targaryen eris is you know that's the reason why tywin basically loathed them because he knew that basically the mad king ended up raping his wife and that's where Tyrion ended up coming from and then i think the other one is mira reed who is um whoa who is john's um secret twin sister which is why um howland reed ended up taking one um howland reed took one took one of the children uh ned stark took the other child to basically both keep him out of uh, both keep him out of robert's uh, robert's eyes saying that these are my children so it is a secret twin sister which is the reason why liana did not uh, survive childbirth in the books mira reed is described to look exactly like Jon snow minus the eye colors why have i never heard this holy shit she looks more like a she looks more like a Stark, just like Arya does. No. They, look, they look more they they look more like Ned, Arya, um, Arya, John, and and Mira all basically described to look more like Ned than any of the other Stark children. 
So I think that the three heads of the dragon are Mira Reed, it's Jon Snow, and it's uh, and it's Tyrion Lannister. Who the fuck is Mira Reed? Mira was a Jojen. Mira Jojen took Bran up north. The two kids that went with Bran to meet is with she, the One-Eyed Raven. Is she dead or alive? She's alive. She's alive. She comes. She comes. Right after Brand's like all fucking like emotionally just detached, detached, and she's like, I guess there's nothing left for me here. It's like, yep, yeah, you're right. Bye. She's, <laughs> and she's 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 a secret secret twin sister of of John Snow. That's another one I think could be in the book for sure. Oh yeah, man, I think that one's going to be the book. I can't. Believe I've never even heard that one. Uh, for me, I feel like this has fallen into the trap of everyone's a Targaryen. You're a Targaryen. You know what, Danny? You might be a Targaryen. Armin. You got some Targaryen in Kyle, you definitely, you're at least half Targaryen. That's why this feels like this is starting to turn into. <laughs> and I know they set it up with Tyrion being able to be next to the dragon when he let it go and it didn't, they didn't burn him or anything like that. To me, this theory died at the same time Viserion died. I moved well, on. I mean, I mean, Melisandre could revive the third dragon and then here comes Tyrion to save the fucking day. Wank, wank. <laughs> We're getting way. I think you guys. I think you guys read Aragon too many times. That's what I think. I don't think it's like, if that would have happened, it'd be super fan service and bullshit. Like I don't think that that's that's so fan service if they if they like twist and make that happen. Armin, well, you got any on this? If, if, we're, if we're talking, I mean, if we're talking about it, one not to interrupt you, Armin. If we're talking about it, and John is one of the heads of the dragon, and John is born of ice, you know, John Snow, everything like that, then why wouldn't John be able to? You know, control the dead dragon. Oh, you know what? I just found out I'm a Targaryen, guys. Hey, how about that? Right, me too. Is that on 23andMe? Can you? Is that available? <laughs> um, the only other thing I'll point out, and I know we we don't want to do like a book thing, show thing, but in the books, there's a character who Quentin Martell. Yes. Uh, oh, that'd be cool. Um, there's a character who might be. Um, Daenerys's little brother still mm-hmm. out there. And so when that first happened in the books, I thought that could be your third person down the line. But obviously the show has abandoned that storyline completely, understandably, unless that, that storyline goes becomes super important in the books. It's um, been a long time. I don't remember this character. Griff, this, this young Griff, or and then oh, young Griff and John Connington. You're right. Yep. Yeah, they did pair them out. Okay, because they they, yeah. they they gave uh, John they Connington a story there too. To yeah, Jura. yeah. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, but I I think that um, I like the mirror read thing. That's pretty cool. No, I know. I, 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 I haven't even thought that. about that. But I I think it'll be John, Danny, and Tyrion, and they can all. Hey, George, let, let Kyle finish the books. <laughs> let Kyle finish the books. There's a better well, chance of them finishing so, that way. So so the reason I also stay in Mira is because, like, in the books, Mira Reed and Jon Snow, they were they were born pretty much around the same time. So it only makes sense. And, and the actors look alike. You're right. I never even thought about so, that. Jeez. Mike, where did you think I was going with it before I went into the Mira Reed? I thought you were going to say that the third dragon was, was, was Bran, because then now he's the Night King, and that's why he's riding the dragon. Oh no! Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Mira Reed, but I hope that that's actually you know expanded on in the books if they ever come out. All right, are we ready to go into the roll call death pool? Who dies and in what episode? Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to name a character, and you tell me of the six episodes. Obviously, do they live? And if not, what episode do they die on? Yara Greyjoy. Two. One. 
Does not die. Whoa. Whoa. All right. right. Theon Greyjoy. One. Two. Uh, Four. Four. Okay. And Armin held up two fingers. Two. Two for me. Yeah. Sorry. The Mountain. Clegane Bowl. Oh, wow. I'm going three. I think there's just gonna this just gonna be like the, the the calling episode is episode three. I'll go four. I'll go four. I'll, I'll say five. I think it's towards the end. You're on Greyjoy. One. One's <laughs> gonna be the, the end of the Greyjoys there. Uh they're getting I, dorned in this episode. I'll go uh two. No one thinks Euron's living? He's not busting out the, the horn? Okay. Uh, five for me. <laughs> five. Okay, five. I'll say five. I think he gets back to King's Landing, and that's where all that stuff's going to go down. Tormund Giants Bane. One. What'd you say, Danny? One. one. You both went one? I'm going three. I say three as well. There's got to be some death in episode three. Is three um, the Battle of Winterfell? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I almost switched it to three. He'll he'll die there. He'll say Brienne. I'm I'm gonna jump on y'all's bandwagon. I'll go three just because I I think that he needs the hero moment. He's gonna say Brienne and I'm gonna be so fucking angry and devastated when it happens. She she's gonna make some pretty eyes at him and then he's gonna get run through. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh Beric Dondarian. I think he's already dead. There. There's my surprise. Hmm. You'll see the death in episode one. Yeah, one. One. Bron, I got him living. Bron lives, gets his castle. Uh, this is a show where you don't get what you want, but I do want him to live and I want him to get his goddamn castle. There's going to be a lot of empty castles after this is all over. So, hey, take your pick, buddy. <sighs> he'll he'll have castle rock. That's what he's going to do. I am mean, five. It go. I think he'll live. Oh, I, I think he'll live. I, yeah, he stays. Uh, the Hound. Obviously, I've already said earlier that I think that him and the Mountain kill each other in the same episode. So, episode three. Um, I said that I think that they both die. So, four. Both in episode five for me. All right. The hound lives. Ooh. The hound lives. All right. He gets his fucking chicken. All right. Kyburn. I got him going out in episode five. Five. Five for me as well. If that's when the mountain's dying, that's when Kyburn's dying. Does the mountain kill him? Maybe. Oh, right. Unless Kyburn's controlling him. Was it Kyle who said that earlier? Maybe like his remote yeah. control like fucking ran out of batteries or something. Like that. Yeah, I got and I got a bunch of time travel in this in this season. Oh, like, yeah, like, <laughs> so episode know. four is actually episode six from season three. <laughs> <laughs> time, time's a flat circle. It's a true detective crossover. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry, what I'm in is a lot of fast travel. Uh, <laughs> Gendry, I have him living because he runs super fast and he'll just run away from any trouble. So. Gendry lives. Three. No, two. Three. Two. Three. It's either two or three, I'm guessing. Yeah. He's, He's making all the weapons, so he definitely lives until at least episode three. But I mean, if you're wielding that kind of Warhammer, I feel like you're gonna I feel like you make it to the end and you, you survive. Cracking some skulls. 
he's to me he's surviving he's the most athletically trained individual on this show now with all the rowing and the and the running, the running. i think that after the show ends he'll start the westeros triathlon and he will just the iron man maybe and he's just gonna absolutely this dude is going to to bodybuild or something you know when he's running through the snow in that episode that everybody hated last year uh you could have just put on hearts on fire from rocky Ford and it would have been the same montage thing <laughs> melisandre i'm going three since i got almost everybody dying in three i also think three she pulls off she revives somebody and dies in episode three does she give her life to save them I don't think she. I don't think she shows up until four. So I think she dies Ooh. at five. Okay. Mm. Me, Sandy. I got three on this one too. Two. I think she lives. All right. I want her to live, but I, I feel like her death would really impact Danny. So she dies in three. Gray Worm. Three. No. Three. Hmm. Three. Three. Battle Winterfell is going to be brutal, you guys. Yeah. Uh, I already gave away my, my answer on this. Jorah Mormont lives. If the grayscale didn't kill him, uh, I, I, I don't know what will take him down, but I think he dies in five. Six. Three. Hmm. Davos Seaworth. I got him living. Living. So Davos is my dude. He's living. That man learned. That man taught himself how to read. He's living. God, I hope he lives. He's the <laughs> he's the most honorable dude still left on the show. I'll, yeah. I'll say lives, but the realist in me thinks he'll he'll go down in like episode five. All right, Brienne. I got episode five. Three. I think Torment saves her in episode three, and I think she'll live. Is that everybody? I, I think six. <clears throat> uh, now we're going to get into the big ones here. Cersei Lannister, I've got five. On it? I got five on it. <laughs> uh, she dies in episode six. Five. Five. Wow, no one's picking her to win? That's crazy. Uh, in case you can't tell, I got everybody dying in episode three or episode five because I think that episode five is going to be like basically episode three, but at Casterly Rock. And that's where, or I'm sorry, at King's Landing. And that's where like all the t- all the Lannister shit's going to go down. Uh, the Night King, I got episode six because pretty much that means you, you've won this thing, right? So six. I'm going six. Episode three. Oh. Kyle just about fell out of a seat, guys. <laughs> I'll say five. Why do you think three? Why do you think three, Danny? I'm just curious. What's the shit? So you think there's gonna be the three two-hour episodes are basically gonna be just the fight for the throne between the humans? I think that three is Winterfell, and everyone's kind of alluding to five is King's Landing, and I don't think he's—I don't think he makes it to King's Landing. All right, all right. 
it's not like it would be the first. Uh, what the twist? I think you've been watching too much Jordan Peele. That's what I think. Uh, Varys. I think he's going Did out. Did answer that one? Uh, Night King, he said five, right? I, I, said, I said six. Oh, six. No. I said five. I said five. Uh, okay, so Varys, I got three. Two. One. Oh. Four. Like I said, I, I don't see where Varys serves a purpose. And if you don't serve a purpose, right. one. That's why there's going to be a calling in one, three, five. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Arya Stark, I got 11. 11. Living. Living. All the way. Oh, wow. So we got one that we agree that all of us think that it's going to live. Uh, probably this one, too. Samor Tarly, I have bought into the theory that he's the one that's telling this, the Song of Ice and Fire. So from the Citadel, he's the one who's, wrote the, who's writing the story. So I've got him living. I, uh, I have him living. Three. He's fucking dying. Uh, I'm going to fuck. I'm with you, Mike. He's the George R. R. Martin of this. Except he actually writes. Except he actually writes the books. Yes. So I think the uh, end of the I think the end of the show will be him. Danny apparently wants 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 Gilly to fucking like die a miserable, lonely death. So I want Samuel. I want Samuel off the fucking table, dude. Quit fat shaming, Danny. <laughs> it's 2019. <laughs> Sansa Stark. I got her living. Three. Ooh. Stand up and cheer. Three. You know, Sansa Stark has this like Thor character arc almost, where at first you just despised her one hundred percent, and now she's kind of come around. See that? See that? A little bit. How I'm? That's no, that's not me. See, just rewatching it, like I I see the innocence, and yeah, she she comes off a little bratty and everything. That but that's because. She's basically creating creating like a like a wall around her to get through all the tragedy that she's experienced. And as the show's gotten on, she's become more and more unbearable to me. See, I like I like Sansa in the books. After after Ned dies in the books, I felt like her character got a lot better. But I think it's the Sansa and the Hound stuff in the books that made me like her more. And they didn't do that on the show. So that's true. I, I think she's, I think she's a horrible actress. So there you go. She's married to a Jonas brother. Come on. <laughs> it's important that we care about the worst things. Jean Grey ever. Um, I, I, well, I don't know about that. I I think I think uh, I think she'll live, and I think she is the person, and she's the queen, queen of the of winter. Yeah, queen of the north. She's the queen of Winterfell when it's all said and done. I'm with I'm with Armin. She lives, and she's queen of the north. Tyrion Lannister, episode five. All the Lannisters are going down. <laughs> going to be heartbreak but it's going to happen six i got him i got him going in six and i just will cry because, you will yeah. cry yeah. yeah episode six danny kills him oh mad queen you trying to make me hate your girl i mean what the fuck? Uh, I'm, um, I'm trying to get my george rr R. martin on like yeah. that you gotta be brutal yeah just boom. Like seriously, I went through this and I was like, dude, I got like eight people living. I'm being soft. <laughs> I I know what you want, but what do you think's gonna happen? I think in episode five will be when he goes on. I'm with you. I think the Lannisters and everyone associated with them basically goes down in episode five. All right. Bran Stark. I got six. 
He's already dead. Like, did something happen like in the last episode that I missed? Or no, like, what? Whatever, whoever this is in Brand Stark, this isn't Brand. Like, oh, the- I see what you're doing. Okay, he's dead. This is Night King. Okay, this version, this, this okay, Brand Stark's like character in the wheelchair. His shell. When does that that thing? I'll bring in the wheelchair. Uh, <laughs> when the Night King dies, Bran dies. So then, episode three. Yep. For you. Yep. So it's like when you when you kill the the White Walker, all its whites die. You think it's gonna be like that? So someone kills the the Night King, and then he just like dissolves into crystals. Yeah, it's the end of uh, Flash season one when uh, Eddie Thon shoots himself, and Eobar Thon just like. That was, a, that was a crazy moment. Now, see, like, I, I, I think that he dies in six. I don't think that that's, you know, if you kill, if you kill the head, every, like all the bodies die. I don't think it's that. I think that Bran will be the first to die. The Night King will still survive because, you know, Bran is still the Night King, and because he's went back far enough that he realized that, you know, you can't change anything. It's already been done. What's done is done. Uh, so I think that he will die in six, um, but. You know, I think this is why you've got to come back for the after the finale because you got to either do like a victory lap or be like, what the fuck were they thinking? They totally screwed up. Yeah. Uh, Lancer always pays his debts. Jamie Lancer, episode five. 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 So we're all thinking that Lancers are going out. John Snow. Oh, that's right. John Snow lives. I know it's the easiest one. Six. Oh shit! Oh, Armin's like eyebrow just went up like about, I, about four feet. <laughs> uh, I think he lives too. I think, uh, yeah. Well, then this one's for you, Danny. The nearest Targaryen, episode six. Six. Oh shit! Who's I'm gonna left? Be, I'm gonna be interested in your answer to this coming up question. Then it, it's. I think she's got to go down in episode six for me. I think that it's been stated multiple times that that ending is bittersweet. I think we'll talk about who ends up on it later, but John living, Danny dying is a bittersweet ending to the show. I think Jorah stabs her through the heart. So boom. Three. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Three. Dude, I would, not, I would, I wouldn't even care what happened on the show the rest of the way because I would just enjoy Twitter. I would enjoy watching burn them all. That's what Twitter would be like. You know, if, if, we're, if, we're going off, if, if I'm basically sticking consistent to what I said earlier, you know, she's she's not going to be accepting of John being a Targaryen, and then that's what's going to lead to the destruction of Winterfell because there's going to be so much infighting, and because of that infighting, which is which also the Night King and his army encroaching on Winterfell, somebody's going to have to die there, and I think it's her. That, that, that just needs to be one hell of a twist because you know she's all over the marketing for this so but you know hey Neb is all over the marketing how that didn't know uh whew, man it's gonna be fun all right so the big question wait, of the wait, night wait wait we're not gonna grab about the two dragons what do you mean oh, the, dragon? the dragons yeah i yeah I guess you would kind of say that they have to die for or else things will just basically whoever has the dragons is just going to rule forever. So you kind of think that they have to die to get things back to where they were before. They they have to die to end the cycle. Um, basically, all of this started, you know, with the Targaryens ruling and basically burning, burning, burning fields, burning everything. 
I mean, Harrenhal, one of the greatest castles of all time, was burnt down and melted mm-hmm. because because you know a bunch of a bunch of fighting, and they have to die because of it. Yeah. Well, if I had the nearest dying in six, then I guess I'll say the dragons die in six. No, they just can't go on without her. The nearest dies in three. The dragons die in six. One. John controls the dragons. Yeah, John controls the dragons after three. I think they go down in six. One dies in three. One dies in six. What about Isarian? Three. Oh, yeah, he dies in three too. Three. Apparently, apparently, my. Siri on my phone really does not like that name. Oh, she nice. said, I don't understand. No. <laughs> I think saying, I keep saying dragons and six, and I feel like I'm calling like a NBA finals, like it's, a, it's my <laughs> NBA pick. Like I got, I got the dragons and six. I just finished reading a book, uh, Wheel of Time, called The Dragon Reborn, and they say the dragon about every six words. So I understand. I'm about sick of that word. Uh, okay. All right. So the big money question. So I, I I don't think I, I don't think the ice dragon dies. I think the ice dragon brought back as a regular dragon. Daenerys dies in three, and then John controls the three dragons afterwards, and then they die in they die in six. Does he like fly them into the sun or something? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So the big money question, guys, the one that everybody wants to know: Who wins the game? Who's sitting on the throne when the final credits roll? And I want you to tell me who and how. Who wants to go first? Go first. All right. So, in the yeah, if, if y'all remember the Crips of Winterfell trailer, um, and they're going through there's there's the three there's uh, Arya, there's Sansa, and then there's there's um, John there, and it goes across the busts. If you look at it and you pay close attention, John is the only one who's actually aged on those busts. He's the only one who appears older than than his actual character is. I think John is the one who's sitting on the throne. And I mentioned earlier, not because he wants to, but because he has to. He does what's right. He does what he has to do. Um, I don't think it's because I think that he is the only person who's able to unite the land. Uh, he is he is Azor Ahai. Everybody who everybody by this point will have heard the tale of everything that John has done from going north, renouncing his name, becoming a Targaryen, and sitting on the throne. Because he has to, he's painfully honest, just like Ned Stark. He's painfully honest in everything that he does. He is a man of honor. And I know that Danny said earlier that Davos is the most honorable person left in the show, and he's he's actually not. Davos has done Davos has done some bad stuff. Um, granted, you know, from the from the books and everything, but I think John has to sit the Iron Throne just because that's the only way that everything can continue and then Westeros can be at peace. Who's next? I'll go. Um, I think Danny and John end up killing each other in episode six. Um, I, I don't think, I think as part of that battle, whichever dragon is left ends up melting throne, uh, distraught. Um, I, I don't think that there is a singular throne for Restoros anymore. I, I said queen in the queen of the North for Sansa earlier. I think it goes back to what it was ununited kingdoms, um, you'll have very the various survivors castles left. I, I do think Bronn will be one of those. I, like I said, I think he ends up in Castle Rock. I, I don't Ooh, see Castle Rock. I want to eat there. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just don't see the happy ending where one of the two main characters are sitting on the throne. I think that's too easy, and I think that that's doing that would be a disservice to the story, in my opinion. Well, 
George, George R. R. Martin, and I'm not to not to interrupt you, uh, you Mike, and uh, you Arm, and George R. R. Martin. He's always said that he doesn't he doesn't see the the story ending in like a like a tragic tragic ending. He sees he sees the ending of uh, of a song of ice and fire ending more like uh, the end of uh, Lord of the Rings, where they're going off in the gray havens and everything isn't great, but everything also isn't terrible. So he sees it as this is just a means to an end that they're going to have to deal with. All right, but if they pull that "you bow to no one" shit, I'm I'm done, man. I can't have that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle that shit. Bend the knee, bend the knee. Uh, Army, want me to go? You got it. Uh, go ahead, Gendry. Because yeah. I believe it is proven that he was not a bastard, but the true son of Robert and Cersei. Since I had the nearest being killed to, f- to fulfill the Prince Who Was Promised theory, it falls back to a true Baratheon heir. Since John, in my opinion, will want no part of the throne should he live. If you remember back in season one where she's telling uh, Catelyn Stark about how the firstborn that she got knocked up the first on their wedding night, had a baby, black, black hair, died of a fever. That sounds like, okay, I don't want this baby from this bastard who called me Liana on our wedding night. I'm just going to send that bitch away. And I, I think I, that was actually Gendry. I forgot about that. And yeah, that would actually make sense because that would be from the point where Gendry was old enough to be from their wedding night until. There's yeah. just a reason this guy keeps popping up. You know, they could have just done away with this guy easily. And I just, I've just never been able to walk, walk away from this. He's, he's eye candy. You got to bring him back. <laughs> I know everybody wants him and Arya to get married, but I'm like, guys, you've watched too many MCU movies. Calm down. <laughs> I, I, so I think it's, I think it's Jon Snow. I think that it's clearly everybody else is dead. Almost. I think that, uh, <laughs> I think it's Jon, Sansa, and Arya that are left um, of the main main characters. I think that Jon takes it out of responsibility, and I think that, um. I'm I'm sure I'm, I'm sitting here with a bunch of cinephiles, so I know everybody here has seen The Graduate. Yes, um, Danny probably has because he's like it, twelve. Dustin <laughs> Hoffman and, and Mrs. Robinson. Um, well, semi spoiler alerts. Uh, in the last scene of the movie, they um, he like busts in on her wedding, and she leaves with him, and they hop on a bus and they leave. And then there's this like moment as they're as they're driving away right before the credits roll, where they have this look on on each of their faces that goes that, that essentially reads as, "Now what?" And to me, that is like a reasonable way for this thing to end. Is is Jon Snow sitting on there on the throne, and has that moment of like, "Okay, so now what?" That would be so Game of Thrones to me. And you get like a record scratch, and you're like, you're probably wondering how I got to this point. Okay. <laughs> and then we rewind it because Brand's been using the cyclical time energy force. <laughs> the wheel of time turns. <laughs> the wheel of time turns. Uh, that's okay. That's uh, that, I mean, I, obviously, I think John's this is the very safe bet. I mean, anyone who obviously had read it had been thinking that for a long, long time. Uh, so obviously, that's the safe one. I said, I just have a couple of these series. Jorah and Gendry that I've never been able to get out of my head. So I would feel like I'm cheating myself if I changed it now. So. All right. Is there anything that you guys, theories, predictions, anything that we didn't cover that you can think of that you want to talk about? We talk about uh, like lately, this has been dominated office talk. And 
I feel like I'm the only sane person left <laughs> at the office when I say when I keep having to remind people this. This isn't a story of, like this. It, this hasn't been a happy story. The heroes mm-hmm. always get the win. People die unceremoniously. Like as much as I'd like some of the, these things that I've said to happen, I fully expect to be shocked. I fully, I, and I would be disappointed if I wasn't like at least once per episode where I just didn't see something coming. Um, because that's generally that's what the show has been for me. Is just it's a very indicative of life or like, yeah, some things just don't make sense and they are completely random. And you know what? It's kind of what goes. Right on. So the entire show is going to end as Helen Payne is chopping off Ned's head and then it was all a dream. <laughs> you know, y- y- y'all laugh about that. I was pretty young when the Who Shot JR thing with Dallas was going on. And so people were pissed about that resolution, by the way. Oh, it was been in a shower for like fucking six years. Yeah, sir. Yeah. I don't think that would ever happen again in television because of something like that. No, it's, um, there's like, I, I, much like Danny, um, this show for me, especially after realizing some stuff, Mike, that's come to fruition, theories that we had, reading the books, same thing with you, Armin. Um, the show in, in some points has basically brought me to where I'm, I stand up and even though when like seeing the Red Wedding and everything still shocking me, but it, it's, it's a good shock because I finally get to see pages brought to fruition. And now it's a closure to a story that might never, may, might never get finished. And all I do is want to be entertained. Um, over the next seven and a half hours or however many hours we have left of the show, just entertain me and, you know, make me feel that joy, make me feel that excitement and just make me, make me get those emotions. Like when, whenever R plus L equals J was finally revealed that this is what happened, that this is, you know, John is, is a Targaryen, that this was true. I mean, I was on the verge of tears because it's something I finally saw that was on, that was on the, on the screen. And so I, I think I will be shocked. I, I don't think that there's anything that we're able to predict about what's going to happen because there's always going to be something. Um, yeah, we can joke about how it's going to end. It was all a dream, you know, that, that Sam is the one who's actually writing the books and it ends like The Hobbit where he's just writing down a story of everything that ended up happening. I hope that's not what it is. I hope that the ending is something I didn't see coming. A Maester's Tale by Samuel Tardy. <laughs> Um, I got a question. Do you guys think if you count in people that share passwords, thank you, Kyle. Uh, if you count in illegal downloads, if you count in people that are going to be watching a stream, do they just does like mash ratings, like mash finale ratings? I think it does. Um, like I, it's, it's, this is, this is probably going to be the last true event TV, um, show in the next decade or so. And I like I don't see I don't see anything that's going to going to match the impact that Game of Thrones has had. Like Danny mentioned earlier, they're printing the damn thing on Oreos. <laughs> Armin, if you do what you did with Last Jedi and you throw down a "What if it sucks?" I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I, I will gonna. red I wedding it. your entire family. <laughs> I, I just want to. I mean. I, but Kyle, what if you're saying it's the, this is the this is the this is the event? I don't know. Do you watch Riverdale? I mean, come on. Um, 
I've never watched Riverdale. So, guys, would you say we're in the we're we're in the end game now? Is that what you say? I I think nothing gets watched as much as this for a while now, but I think that because of how it lends itself to to group watching in a way that like Breaking Bad didn't, um, that it's on HBO and so you have to congregate at people's houses sometimes. I think more people will watch it than anything else. I don't know if the ratings will be some kind of like astronomical number. I'm sure they'll no, it be can't in be line with everything else. Because it's but, already known that it's the most pirated show on the internet. It's, it's, so, it's the most pirated show, but as opposed to, you know, the early seasons when they were putting out these, well, you know, uh, 15 million people, 20 million people watched the premiere of it. You now have stre- you have, now have a dedicated HBO streaming service that people paid nine dollars a month for in HBO. What HBO now? Is that what it's called? So, HBO now. Go. Yeah. yeah. So so you have HBO now. So people people actually have the options. You're able to add that onto Amazon Prime now, which you weren't able to do in the early seasons. You're able to basically add these on to these piecemeal services. To hey, for for two months, I want to go ahead and you just pay for HBO. Just add that on, like. I've made a comment like the, the main reason why I keep cable is for Game of Thrones because it is it is simple because I want to watch it on a big TV as it's coming on because it's event TV for both myself and my wife. Hell, I wish the finale was in a movie theater. <laughs> well, I pay. I pay. No, they, they they technically can't, and the reason they can't is because um, because it is a it is a TV show, and I know that like the Alamo, they were doing this in the early. Yeah, we used to do that with Lost at Alamo Draft House. Yeah, they, they used to do it, but they were basically paying for the food, and then they got into a lot of trouble with litigation uh, and everything right. um, because any type of TV show that you're charging, even though the tickets are free, and you're trying to charge money and making money off concessions, it's it's illegal. Yeah, so, think about it, the fact that it's a premium show. Yeah. So I, I will say I, I disagree with Kyle in the sense that there will be there will always be another event television show. Uh we're probably seven to ten years away from that. Um, but I mean you go back through time, there'll never be another I Love Lucy. There'll never be another Yeah, it'll be something of a different yeah, genre. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then that's the reason why I said probably in the next decade, this is this is the last one. And this is this is the one that's been it's mainstream enough to where I mean you had you have guys on sports radio doing doing podcasts about Game of Thrones because it's what it's what everybody's talking about. And they still say the character's name's wrong. Yes they fucking, do. Fucking idiots. All right. The uh, only other thing I will say is there there are four hundred and thirty two minutes left of Game of Thrones. I, I imagine that it will piss a lot of people off. For m- myself I have I'm doing my best to remember that this is a cohesive story. And that I'm, I will try not to judge it until the very end. Um, and I only say that because I know, like you and I will do this weekly, and I am going to refrain from like trying to give grades and ratings and like, oh, this was like a five star episode because I, I really do think that I look at all the the comments from from Binoff and, and Weiss, they they are really focusing on that. This is a whole story that this is seventy three hours of us putting it in charting it and doing all this other crap. So that's at least my point of view on, on this season. All right. Final question before we go guys. And, and before I do that, I just want to say thank you guys for, for staying up to do this because uh, it's awesome that we could all get together at the same time to, to actually pull this off. Uh, ha- by what episode, and me, me and Danny have talked about this already <laughs> by what episode will the empty threats of I'm going to drop this show begin? Cause Danny thinks the first 20 minutes of the first episode, because it isn't moving fast enough. 
Uh, I say probably the second episode when some character that people don't expect to die and people get all up in their feels like they've never watched this fucking show before and they don't understand that everyone's going to die. Uh, yeah, we can't kill like a fan favorite like Tyrion. Yeah, it's the last season. You can do fucking anything. Anyone is on, on the fucking table at this point. So by what episode is all of the, I'm never going to watch again, and then the next episode gets like the highest ratings ever? So- so I think it's going to be within the first five minutes of the first episode. Oh <laughs> this isn't moving fast enough. No, I, I think it's just because I know that that people that they 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 love the the actual opening of Game of Thrones. How that intro is it is it is iconic. It has been. Oh the, my God! Yeah, they changed it or something. They changed it, and I think that that's going to catch a lot of people off guard, and it's going to piss a lot of people off. I did say I was listening to the soundtrack today and I was just like, dude, there's it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why are you upgraded? The way they're using is they upgraded the intro, and I'm like, so, oh so, no. So the, the, the reason, like, what I've heard is that they didn't upgrade it, they, they ended up changing it because there's only going to be like three or four main set pieces this year, as opposed to they're not having to show Essos, they're not having to show River Run, they're not having well, I, to- I can deal with that, just don't change the music. And so, um, well, like, the the like the music and everything that I've that I've heard from the actual like cast premiere, um, I did watch a couple of those videos that were posted online. I'm not gonna lie about that, just because I wanted to see and be prepared to if I was going to be upset or not. The music sounds sounds alike or it, it sounds similar, but I think people are gonna be pissed off because it's not this iconic this iconic opening from you know from Old Town in the in the actual Citadel where it's this giant thing that's spinning and you're going through all of Westeros. And I think it's gonna be and so within the first five minutes, people are going to be bitching and moaning about it. Saying, Table never- flipping within five minutes. All right. That's Did they remix the theme song with Old Town Road? God, no. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want this version of uh, started, at the, started at the Fingers, Now I'm Here. I kind of want that. Just put Drake in there when when, when Littlefinger shows back up a lot. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm going to say it now. Make sure on your social media platforms – to mute the phrase, and now my watch has ended. Oh, geez. Because when episode six ends, I promise you, everybody's going to think they're the cleverest motherfucker in the room and is going <laughs> to tweet that shit all over. So I'll call that now that you're going to be tired of seeing that within a minute of the Thrones. I brought that up, and Stroh's fan I know told me that I seek out and destroy fun. <laughs> I was like, well, yes, you're right. I seek out and destroy stupidity. You are correct. I'm going to be tired by the, by the Saturday of seeing people misspell names. Oh, what about the hashtag that trends? Game of Thrones. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, guys. I love it when, it, when, it, when someone misspells something that trash, that hashtag just trends. It's great. Uh, here's here's a question I'll ask you guys: Are you going to tweet during the episode at all, nope. or say fuck it? Nope, I'm not doing it. I've I've done it in the past. I've live tweeted the show in the past. Uh, my phone will be up. I will not be doing. I will anything. do like Kyle. I will put that bitch on top of my fridge, so I'm not even tempted. Yeah, like I've. Yeah, I mean, y'all y'all have known I've done it in the past, and I've been. This is even before, like ten minutes before y'all started watching the movie, and then I get texts and stuff, live tweeting it and everything like that. That's happened before. Um, I, this is the, the last six episodes. I want to enjoy it. My phone will not be on me. It will be up. It will be away in the other room. I don't care where it is. If I have to go put it in my truck, that, that's where it's going to be. There are certain shows where there's so many moving pieces that you can't watch and tweet. You just can't. This is one of them. 
I, I brought up Black Sails was one of them where I was like, okay, I didn't really care for the first episode of Black Sails, and then I rewatched it without without yet without Twitter open. I was like, oh wait, that was actually really good. Oh, because you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know, you may think that you're paying attention, but you're missing shit while you're tweeting. So yeah, close your phone, and enjoy it, man. You just said this might be the last big event thing we have before. By the next time, Twitter might not even be a thing. So guys, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. But yeah, I mean. Uh, you- Go ahead, Dan. No, yeah, I was going to say, one thing I did notice last year is because I was watching on uh, on uh, Kyle's thing, the episode, the episode goes up and I can skip ahead. So last year I was like three minutes constantly ahead of everything. So I, I avoided being the jerk and be like spoiling it for people. But it taught me last year, like, yeah, get rid of the, get rid of the distractions because everyone's timed synced up uh, the same way. Well, and the last couple of seasons, they've had leaks or HBO. Dude, they fucking lost an episode like, last year. HBO, like Norway, got the episode a day early and was up for 30 seconds. And, you know, 8 million people pirated it off. You know what? Here with me. I'm not going to watch it. And then fucking dumbass Deadspin is posting spoilers in their fucking title for an episode that hasn't aired yet. And I was like, I haven't fucking been reading this fucking thing at the time for like 18 years to have fucking dead spin spoil it for me so yeah they're normally such a great journalistic like oh yeah the integrity you know (laughs) i will say that that episode that went up i did i did download it i did watch it but i also watched it again on sunday yeah yeah, we tell you army came over and we watched it that was the episode that everybody ended up hating yeah because they liked it because because it had chains in it watch it yeah, you guys, and then Armin was like, "Hey, cool, because I'm gonna come over for next weekend for the uh, for the finale." And then we had a hurricane, so it didn't, it didn't quite happen that way. So. Oh shit, that was a long ass time ago. That's why I, said, I was telling you, I didn't feel like it was as long as everybody was saying, like it was. And I started thinking, dude, we were watching the finale while the hurricane was going on, mm-hmm. praying that our power stayed on. So yeah, it uh, it was a long time ago. Long time ago. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining me. Uh, I guess you'd say uh, now our watch begins. all right guys thanks for listening and we'll try to get this whole group together again to talk after the finale bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in maryland turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code old line 150 then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.